Welcome to Cannabis Tech Talks, your weekly source for news and insights at the intersection of cannabis and technology. Shout out to our title sponsor, PolyScience, for supporting this podcast and helping us bring you the latest developments in this exciting field. This is Patricia Miller, Executive Editor. In this episode, recorded on-site at Benzinga Cannabis Conference, Cannabis and Tech Today Editor-in-Chief Charles Werner sits down with America's longest-serving nonviolent cannabis prisoner, Richard DeLisi. After being incarcerated for 32 years, DeLisi was freed in 2020, having served just one-third of his what would have been 90-year prison sentence. In this interview, DeLisi and his family recount their long struggle toward freedom and how they're advocating for the release of America's remaining cannabis prisoners. Hey, we are here at the Benzinga Cannabis Conference at the Fountain Blue, and we are chatting with the Delicioso crew. Welcome, guys. Happy to chat with you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I am you. here. So tell uh, tell the audience a little bit about your background. I understand you guys have a uh, hell of a story. Yeah, so um, this goes back to around 1988, 89, when my father was convicted on a reverse sting operation for uh, a cannabis entrapment situation with the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. And um, he was um, basically turned in by one of his former pilots that had become a government informant when he was arrested and ended up getting sentenced to 98 years, uh, including one of the charges was a repo charge, but they were all nonviolent cannabis charges. Um, Me and my cousin Kenneth have advocated we're advocating for my father from roughly around 2000. We always tried before that, so I don't want to say like it just started then, but around 2003, 2004, we had decided that we were going to do whatever we could with our extra, and whenever we had extra time, whenever we had extra tech capability, that we were going to put that towards my father's freedom. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up starting something called freedelisi.com around... I was with 2013, 2000, no, 2010, but 2010. It started, yeah, it started first like with the formation of social media. I was on, like started to become prevalent as a new way to communicate with yeah. us. That like that's what we started with the movements. All these like using groups, MySpace, MySpace groups, and we had like you know because we were part of a music down called so. and mm-hmm. simply radio. That a lot of music. We use all the platforms that we could to try to like aggregate the people as people were aggregating to our. Yeah, because before Facebook, there was MySpace and MP3.com. MP3.com was conjoined in a certain way to MySpace and all their ads and how it worked. I was a uh, producer and rapper, and my music was charting in those charts. So we were using little promotional tactics and starting to, you know, fuel and, and fuel, sorry, not fuel, fuse what we could do with what social media was becoming mm-hmm. how we could angle it. And then I, I would say around 2000. Yeah, about 2011, 2011. And we've made a simple website which kind of describes what he, how he had been penalized and what was going through, what he was going through, and started advocating for him. Around that time, around 2013, I started head first, kind of, I was living in Amsterdam, and I put kind of dove head first into the cannabis industry and decided that that was the way 
I kind of had a decision and I had talked to her about it like, okay, cannabis has taken so much away from me mm-hmm. that I want it back home. And I started to think, okay, I've smoked weed every day of my life now since I was like 18, 17, like habitually, but not like abusively, but like habitually to where I probably bought like, you know, an eighth every three days, every two days. I started to think like, hey, I could I could have bought a house or I could have bought, you know, my assets. I spent it all on cannabis and I'm here in Amsterdam. Why aren't I using my powers that be in my network to pay for my cannabis and win money back from cannabis yeah i'm in a place where there's a gray area and a legal market for it so my brain started to get like kind of um focused on on the possibilities and at that time he was working heavily in the security market and busy very with his life and building i was building very hot kids and my family was forming and then you know i started to when I said I'm gonna go full-time cannabis, I started making extracts. So being in, in Amsterdam, there wasn't anybody else making extracts. There was one other group, but I knew them personally and it was really like not high level. And I was with a few groups of people that were really on the on the cutting edge of what was coming. Uh-huh. As far as like live resin, um, you know, uh, CO2 extracts, rosin, live rosin. We were all on the cutting edge of that and the cusp of that. So what happened is I started to work with them first group i was with we started winning cannabis cups and then i started to see okay i'm being put on this stage mm-hmm. why don't i use this stage for free to lease and start you know communicating and at first it kind of feels like oh they're stars because they're on the stage they're winning they're they're with the rappers and they're with the musicians and all that and then when i just stepped to them and said hey this is what i'm going to my pops is in this situation and that'll be all for or eight year and basically he's been locked up for we then they started to give me this energy like hey i want to help you yeah so that became my understanding of how to use the platform well, it's all per- yeah it was like our yeah. purpose started here to evolve you know, you're starting to be like okay this yeah. is a little answer to the why you know and um then i started to meet people that were really heavy heavily respected and dedicated and grounded in the cannabis industry and they started to become my friends and become part of my friend network. And then they would speak about it and then say, you know, it was like almost a domino effect. And then yeah. around 2016, 17, one of my close friends had reached out to me and told me, hey, you need to you need to get in touch with um, this guy. I think he could help your pops. He's really a serious activist. He used to run this dispensary that was so successful, most successful uh, dispensary in California, Harborside. He's the one who did Weed Wars on National Geographic. I said, okay, let me check into it. And then I was like, oh, I know this DTM's a little bit. Yeah, I've been watching this dude for, for years. Yeah. You know? When I reached out to him, he said he knew about my dad. Or I was like, yeah, I mean, He's like, well, I was very tuned into the cannabis industry. Your dad is one of the people who really want to get out and help you get out. I was kind of like, dude, I got all this shit so many Yeah. You gotta understand, like every five years I would break. I was explaining it to him earlier. Every five years or so I would break and, and we'd stop talking for a little while because I couldn't take his, hey Rich, how you doing? You got a pen? Write this down for me, check this out, call this person, do that, do this, do that. And and you'd, you'd go through phases of it where you could tolerate it, you loved it, you loved doing it. And then at a certain point we're like, clock desk. I don't wanna hear those words again. I wanna hear, hey, how you doing? 
What's going on oh. in your life? How are you? Yeah, you need some help. Blah, blah, blah. And he couldn't offer them that. So there was, yeah. a, there was like a breaking point that kept circulating every few years. And certain people were keeping me in tune and bringing me back to him. And the cannabis industry did that. Yeah, so it was what, 2018? Uh, they got back to me for Wars Prisoners Project and told me like, hey, we want to kind of use their father. It was sort of 420 kind of and then as a headline. Yeah. You got one. No, no, no. Yeah, I just don't want you to not have it. So, yeah. Going 420 around, like 2018, they got really back to me and let me know that they wanted to put him in the forefront of the campaign mm-hmm. and uh, that this was a possibility for them. And I was, I, I don't believe it. Yeah. Been through it so many times. You know, it's like boss. Charlie Brown trying to kick no, a ball. I'm you, I've had only a bunch crime bosses from Mexico yeah. come to me. Billionaires. Like people that only worry about moving money in concrete blocks and tell me, hey, I'm going to get your dad out. Yeah. I got the way to get your dad out. Um, there's a child molester. And if your dad, bro, anyway, I don't want to get into it. All. Yeah. If that shit, I've, I've been through it so many times that my, my, my core belief that he was going to get out was kind of shattered. Mm-hmm. And Pelly was like, um, my friend, Champelli, said to me, look, bro, a guy's got here. Bro. Yeah, a guy named joseph rutherford who runs a brand called champelli in san francisco he's one of my very close friends said to me like hey bro use this power of these people to do this and your dad will get out world trust me he's like i know and i was like okay i'm hearing that from a very close friend like somebody i love and cherish in my life maybe okay and he was kind of you know he, he had issues a bit because he didn't go visit him for a while so he had cut off from him and he was like kind of coming around like we got to get your dad out bro we just got to get out it's been too long and um at that point all of a sudden you know covid broke out and then i you, we all went into a kind of retreat as humans everybody went into a sort of retreat the whole world yeah. shut down i was traveling a lot at the time trying to substantiate my extract brand and get it somehow legally licensed over here in the States. And then all of a sudden, you know, I got this weird call. It was October, it was Halloween, mm-hmm. 2020. My uncle called me, David McCarthy, and said, hey, have, so right, no. let me break this down. The way we always searched for my dad and understood what was up with him, you could do it right now. You could go inmate search Florida. And you would type in Richard Talisian, you'd see a picture of my dad, when was his release date, his incarceration date, his charges, blah, 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 blah. And we always checked that shit. It was almost like a fucking, like how we visited him yeah. without him knowing. Yeah. You know, we'd be like, oh man, see the new photo? And I mean, dude, it was so weird to see him go from like me now yeah. to like that in the prison, you know, like that, yeah. da, 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 these photos. So my my uncle hit me up. He said, "Hey, did you look on the on the inmate search site?" I said, "Nah, I didn't look." He said, "You're not gonna believe this shit, bro. Go look on the site." And it was like four in the morning. So like waking up, like stumbling out of my bedroom to my office, I load my computer up. I searched the site. He's like, "You see that? Is it the same way you're looking at it?" And I looked at it, and I immediately called him. Yeah, I said, "Bro, fucking search the site. You're not gonna believe this." How long? It went from 2025, yeah, to 2026. No, no, sorry. It went from 2026 to 2020, 2021. Uh-huh. Sorry. So five years off. And then we had start to do, we all start to do the math. We're like, oh, with this good time served and it's time for probation, that won't even, that date won't rest. He'll be out in a couple months. Yeah. 
and 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 my I went and woke my wife up like five in the morning. I was like, "Baby, you ain't gonna believe this shit." I was crying. I was like, "It was like winning a lottery." My pops is gonna get out. My pops is gonna get out. Yeah. She was like, "I had cried to my my wife so many times about yeah. this shit before." She was like, "Yeah, right. Your pops is gonna get out. Whatever." So at that point, right then, it was real. I kept refreshing the website in the middle of the night, and then he 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 called me the next morning. He said. You're not gonna fucking believe this, and I said, Nah, I'm not gonna believe it. I'm already going through it while I'm over here looking at it. What is the real date? You know, he starts counting the date. He's trying to figure out the date. He knows his exact dates. Yeah. Then the what's the guy called the the main guy in town? Main guy in town. Oh, the um, chief of yeah, head of classification. So the head of classifications also. Oh, he's uncomfortable to you. You could no fuck a prisoner and his family, a human who knows anybody incarcerated you can't get in touch with this person yeah it's like getting in touch with the president yeah you know and i mean we've been writing for his clemency we've been every year you know how many clemencies i put in you know how many clemencies we put in for him and and part bro yeah anyways at this point i'm like okay we're talking to him i call him up and he's telling me like december 10th or december 2nd and i'm like I can't deal with that fucking suspense anymore. I'm like, hey, you guys better have the fucking cooth to tell me what day this is so I can welcome my fucking father to free after 30 years. After 32 years. I want to know the fucking day and hour. Like, yeah. 8 o'clock, what morning, what day, you know? And then he said, okay, give me three days and I'll work everything out I can. I'll work out everything I can and I'll, I'll, have, I'll have an accurate, like, 12-hour description for you, right? And I mean, I was like, stupid. I was already pissed that he didn't know, you know? Why? So I call my dad, and my dad's telling me one day, I said, Pop, we're not going to know till this guy calls me back. And I mean, I talked to him every day for, I'd say for 10 years. Yeah. Without those breaks, maybe those one-week breaks yeah. that we were fed up. He wasn't fed up with me. It was more me fed up with yeah. the situation. I wasn't fed up with him. Before Pro was the system. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I knew. So he, he called me and said, Rich, I'm going to be home that day. I said, okay. I'm sending the whole fucking family out. We're from out there for three weeks. I'm flying the family out. Everybody's going to be there to greet you. He was like, are you serious? I was like, I'm getting the house. I'm getting a car. Everything's going to be set up. I said, you're going to come out. You're going to be in a You're going to be in a swimming pool. Have a house. It wasn't that. I mean, it wasn't flashy. It was just like a normal three-bedroom house. Yeah. Swimming pool. But we had a barbecue. We could chill and all sit and cook food and fucking smoke weed. And, and I, you know, I know it sounds funny to say that, but when he came out, I, I, weed had changed so much and I had been at the forefront of it that I was like dying to just show him what like July yeah. was or, you know, cookies or Kush and, and here. So it was just, it was a funny thing. And, and that, that's basically the breakdown of how that all metabolized and materialized into the reality it is today. You know, wow. It was just such a crazy, crazy ride. Yeah. With. And uh, and you and you from from the inside, like you knew that things were changing in the world of. Oh, fantasy. I had told him. Yeah, seven years ago. Yeah, seven. I said, Pop, when you get out, I'm gonna have this shit mapped out for you. I'm gonna have companies growing yeah. weed for you. Yeah, thank you to Truly. Think it out of true possibility because I had no idea who they were at the yeah. time and had no idea that the forces of the universe were going to bring us together. Yeah. So, um, yeah, now we, we have a licensed product in the medical market of cannabis in Florida. We pay taxes. Yeah. Medical cannabis to Florida. You know what he was prosecuted for. It's so, it said so many records with Jewelry that he had. 
So did they approach you, or did you guys approach them? How did that kind of come yeah, about? So yeah, yeah. Should we should we do the whole? No, we'll do like a. I mean, for basically, um, I had a yeah. I would, I'm at Rick was in Amsterdam, not the town. He being had a down like so. The boy was a brand. All of that happened throughout the story, and uh, we went back to our lives. And like, yeah. just like that was being built, like he went to go know his grandchildren, and mm-hmm. family. And we were thinking about how we're going to take care of him. Because he's very yeah. reliving his life, and he was with you at Amsterdam, and then you saw he got right. He came directly out to Amsterdam. And he really went to be 100%. I'm like, let's back up. Yeah, right away. We waited for his clearance. Well, he only had like five weeks or something. So we're not here for all, actually. There is, they don't have it in Florida. But they did it, they gave me for one, which is, there was no problem. So anyway, back to it. So we basically, well, you remember this, but because we were all to forget this. He did everything. I went back to Dubai, right? And we were looking at, like, what do we do with freedelicy.com now? Well, we got into Sheldon, he would check the website out. It was up for renewal, like something simple like that. No. And he was like, no. I said, well, we got to show you because he's out now. And yeah. all, the, all the wording was like, help free. Yeah. Here's tragedy. And then we're like, we start looking at that. Remember, he started reading up fucking emails coming through. Well, that was the emails coming into the to the portal because he had gotten in Maggie's Louie and mm-hmm. he's in a Rolling Stones and news articles. Yeah. And it literally blew me. There was a lot, of, a lot of money attraction. Yeah. A lot of people contacted us that were in our situation and said, hey, I need your help. I started, oh, this was like every day. It was like so much of Every day. We were like, we have to do so. Great. We first started your fate. Oh, great. We got back. We started. And he started throwing at the Mary Bradley. Yeah. Like, and yeah, we thought like we were going to just forward free to Lisi. And they were like, we're last we're last we're last we're project. Project. Like, if you're a thousand against the one you can't help, unfortunately, everybody. And I'm like, well, how can we help? And they're like, right, to get involved with the rest of life. Yeah. And then we started to get now involved in the activist side, Bert. And then watching you guys went out and got the strange day and they and with all this kind of phone. Yeah, so what, we did the activist thing. We were kind of aligned with someone in the industry at that moment through Cookies and Burner. And we were working with him on a strain release with Seed Junkie to be flagship in all the cookie stores. Yeah. And um, at a certain point, Burner had, you know, let me know he 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 thought he had cancer. And, yeah. And at that point, I don't, I don't, I'm not a pressy business person, and I'm more like an organic. Like it, it's not going to happen with me if it's not organic. Yeah. Nothing's going to be forced, you know. So at that point, I just felt to ease off. And uh, time started to pass while he was busy in his life and we couldn't secure the deal properly with cookies. And at a certain point, I was wondering how we were going to create this cash flow for him and how to make sure he was secured in his future. Yeah. And um, we started to brainstorm and see my dad had gone on a fishing. This, this kind of initiated the whole truly partnership was my dad had gone on a fishing trip with a, it was a 420 fishing trip. All the people, are there courts hanging? Yeah, the fourth one was like a 420. Everybody who had got out, I think there was like 115 years of serve. Wow. Cannabis. Reagan is near Bobby Tuna, my father, a couple of a couple other folks, and then they were all doing two hundred years worth of time. Two hundred years worth of time. It's on a fishing boat, and he talks to Bobby Tuna, and Bobby tells him, "Hey, got this partnership. You know, rest in peace to Bobby Tuna. God bless his soul and bless his family." Uh, he mentioned to my father about what he was doing and how he had a partnership with Truly. And my dad was like, hey, Rich, I, I want to talk to you about something. I got this idea. There's this, there's this company, Truly. If I think they might be the ones because in Florida, they, I mean, he's in Florida. He's, right. He's directly here. He's driving every day, seeing Truly's everywhere you go. Yeah. It must be like 
boggling his yeah. fucking brain. You know what I mean? Because the, we had been to a couple dispensaries, and when we went, we were like, oh, he didn't you know how many times I've been pulled? Like even last night when I was in front of a cop, I was paranoid. Like, yeah. Oh my God, I'm afraid. Arrested, held in prison. We were all, we were all on the shit. And the God. And the God. And the God. So it's like I had been through so much shit in Florida. Yeah. I can't with the police. I went all in God on the beef. We went the whole. I was more of a I came back and went all of them. I didn't know. No, but basically. And my bar in Cooper. So anyway. Whoa, I don't, I don't want to miss my point right there. Sorry. Sorry. No, I kind of... No, yeah. He's, yeah. he's seeing true leaves everywhere. So so he's seeing true leaves everywhere, and he's seeing that. And they are everywhere. He's board. bringing that to me, and he's like, Rich, everywhere I go, I see a true leaf, or a cure leaf, mm-hmm. or this, or that, and I strike that cure leaf out of that. Yeah. Don't put that gun. So, um, so I'm seeing all these dispensaries from true leaf, and he, and he talks to me, and I said, okay, you know, personally, I can't introduce another partnership right now because what i brought to the table you know this people that i know from california have all tried to arrange something for you let's just pump our brakes and you know i'll keep trying to support you and, and i'll figure out how we get through this i'll send you this much a month will yeah. that work to cover the bills and he's like yeah and i mean of course i mean you cannot come out of prison and struggle with what survival is yeah you know and he's also like looking at these phones like how are people doing this like he's not understanding i got him an iphone 10 when he got out and it was like fucking it was like he was in star trek you know? yeah he was just tripping off the phone and um and well anyway so bring back to the topic he's basically telling me that you know bobby told him that he has a certain income for truly for we could survive if we made that kind of deal and I'm like shot in the dark. And then there was, a, there was a situation in Miami. There was a a, a, a party. Yeah, Lardy, where he'll, he'll take off. So we had a party in Miami, and he asked me, hey, can you do me a favor, go down uh, to my dad to visit that in Miami. Was that interview that I was for that who was it? It was like a, a little group. And I led that in Florida. Yeah, that he was that. Weren't you meeting with Mario Barros also? Down there. So I, I have a yeah. friend. I have a friend like named Alex from Marine Barrows. He's a, he's like a well-known Colombian who works with the Colombian government with medical cannabis. And I told him, hey, bro, he. I used to work with him in a team called Marine Barrows, and we tried to launch a really big team, a brand like Delicioso, out of out of um, Spain and Amsterdam about seven years prior. And he always, his dad was from Santa Marta, where my dad had bought the Minca in Santa Marta. And that's where all his business came from and all his weight. So it, I was like, hey, man, your dad was in Santa Marta. It's a really small area. Yeah. I said, your dad was only involved in weed. And he's like, yeah. It's like, that's why we're the Mariveros. And I was like, okay, well, then my dad must have known your dad, you know? And then through time and articulation of like, you know, going back, Chronic, uh, chronologically, we figured out that they were in the same area at the same time and became very tight friends. Wow. So uh, he was going down to meet Alex from Mari Barrows. Yeah. That's our basil. They had a whole big display going on for Mari Barrows launching the deer. And then there was a red man. No, the red man, the red man for that thing, or more of these like days. advocate. Like, he was advocating for Leafly. And he was on a pedal with Kim River. Uh-huh. So like kind of like spoke over our head. Let me enjoy a pedal with the Oro, like Gamley flag, let's go down there. So me, I went this and up. We were both too. We had our dog that band. We were down No, we were down. We were we were splitting all expenses to the point that we were like broke and I was doing yeah. all right. So we were, like, we were good. We were both because we don't re-up. Yeah. We got the whole mess. Yeah. And trying to let him 
enjoy things. We don't want to say no to them. Yeah. Till like two years out, you know. Right. We're like, and me, I was like, you know, worst case scenario, I'll let him stuff with my bear. I never know. Yeah. That was his mission for the day. I remember him telling that. What a goal for my boy. He's a real one. My yeah, boy. Yeah. Man, today I manifested this. Today I'm getting a patrol with red man, if nothing else. But picked him up. We had a great day. But down there, I, it was like weird things. Like one of those, like you reverse, like we got there, and the guy that owned the house, like, yo, how are you? Like he knew me. Like from my previous life of party, he's like ten years prior. I have been to that house, but that's changed everything about Dr. Benjamin and Meyer. Yeah, they were still yeah. partying the house, right? Correct. And then my boy, and that's from Google call where he's like, hey, bro, go to look up to DJ Chillery because I told him that I was at this party. The people that I know in the music industry of Ted Fully, like, oh, do you know where I got that party went to? It's like all of like a jungle buddy, right? It was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was just like era and hip hop. Yeah. It all happened with the party or for our era. Yeah, that was really our era, the golden yeah. era of hip hop. Oh, yeah. Was like our Those guys were all at this party, so I was kind of like starstruck at that point. I need Redman. I get to tell him the story. I told him our story. Yeah. And Redman was pivotal in it. Redman was pivotal because you know, do me a favor, bro. We'll make that, that white lady feel guilty about your dad. I did. I think that's what you got to do. So I like, I basically. It was like a know, joke. Yeah, no. But I held Kim Rivers at that party, and I was like, wait, if I ever held her down, she stopped. I thought, we're table on the altar. And we, well, she's like, she knew the story. Yeah. So you and Kim sat there with folks. Kim was awesome. And then they had like a very teary, teary eyed, you know, kind of one on one discussion. They connected in a serious way. Yeah. And you know, you look at somebody, yeah. you know, if you're there with them. Yeah. It was like a. And he told me, he hit me way yeah. and told me, like, yo, that woman. It was definitely. It's pure as real. It felt real. And it felt. Call the fucked up right there that day, which was a simple promise. I call me. Yeah. Sweet, or call no worry. No, every. She lives every, to her word. Yeah. She's a promise keeper. She's a yeah. promise keeper. So, so anybody who tries to dispel. He ended up, yeah, she's like, here's my telephone. Oh, yeah. call me. Yeah, about it in that Gary, him and I grew up to have him cook a core. I flew up in Amsterdam. Real, uh, yeah. real sense of loyalty yeah. to them. Yeah. They yeah. were very loyal. Yeah, if you buy a sport, yeah. If you buy anybody, a lot of people, I just see really real. Yeah. It's a dog, promise. Our family a lot, like you said, uh, corporate, blah, 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 a lot of people, stuff. a lot of people, a, a lot of people promised a yeah. stranger, uh, and this was like, we saw you, but can follow to every word she said. Yeah. That's really good. And you know, we've been getting the brand out for a year with them, and uh, we filled up for Carney, for like 20 of last year, yeah, bought a, all that. He sold 10,000 pre rolls in a matter of two hours, like, God, no, we were good, we were waiting on it. Yeah. Wait. Oh, it was, it was yeah. a great. It was, you guys sell flour, pre roll, yeah. extract. You know, live rob is off. Yeah, yeah. Okay. some pens. We have a, okay. a super company called Pool River, which is how we met, met you guys actually. Okay. I was at their grand opener this morning. We had Tony Missouri. Shout out to yeah. oh, yeah. Well, for Blue River does a collab all with us. I mean, they do our cut the trade semester and it's like very successful. I thought out. Also, what we ended up doing was going up to Tallahassee and um, everything rolled very smoothly. And we were, you know, we we did we did a little pheno hunt. Yeah. Eventually, not right away, but we did a pheno hunt, and then chose, and made came up with the flamingo Kush, and um, the rest is kind of history. Now you can wire flamingo Kush in your local True Leaf shops. Yeah. And um, you know we're 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 building the brand. We're building the brand out across the country, nationwide. Actually, actually worldwide. 
And people, so. people ask us, like, so what do you do? Like, are you a 504C? Like, I'll pop up. We're like activists at the core. Like, yeah. Another stop. Yeah. And all the our commercial activists, like, we're commercial activists. In a way, you know? Yeah. And like, our first That's like our. Our family as well. And the seven day only want to do is help anybody else do the phone. Yeah. The phone stopper. So we are very part of it. I get, you know, we're 40 plus thousand rising tide. Yeah, that's good. 2,000 never prisoners. We got campaigns more that are water alert outreach for like an individual prisoner that yeah. they're smuggled from, and we're trying to help them put pieces together to get aware. All of that sad uses that is for the fact that they are fully in still be the ref. Yeah. Yeah, and their families, being, their family, yeah, their, their families really being tragically, you know, penalized for something that should be like a fine or a ment or a correctional like a misdemeanor. It's really weird. We were lucky. We like people with purple dress. Yeah, and some of the blah. We built it ourselves, and we had our like quiet hiding, hiding places so that yeah. we could do. Um, communicating with the with the prison for these stole vital. Forget no, forget about the. By the way, oh, the it is so incredibly difficult. Yeah, it was way more back then. Like, too. Was like, like I'm not joking. An international call. Yeah, permitted to talk about my dad. Fifteen buck, fifteen dollars for an hour a minute. A dollar a minute, and that was that was two times a day for at least twenty years of my life. Wow. But you believe that shit. Yeah. Forget about all the other. Forget the commissaries. Forget the you know. So we do try to advocate for people to understand that if we have so little cards, right? If we wrote so many cards, right? Don't forget them to it. Or yeah. Every people say, "What can I do outside of donate?" Well, I know your barber. I'm gonna donate. So write a letter to somebody. Tell somebody else about the situation for it. Go hard. Yeah. And that's a lot of people feel helpless. Because yeah. they don't know or they're like, hide behind. You know, as we talk to what can you know. We push your hard to go back to not to talk to it because if we were pushed to them with an egg, we want to have an LMF at Trump Rogers in your full obstruction. The cheapest people weren't about our story and our product, but more about everybody. How to help other people on it. Exactly. We all carted for you while we're, you know, controlling our product. Like LMS is a learning module, right? Yeah, it's a LMS, the role module, Crystal. So we was no module so we can advocate people on. Like whether it's visually in, yeah. in the lobby or, or a pamphlet or something, but something that gives them the understanding of how they could connect to the brand yeah how truly yeah is connected to the brand because for me that's the value so that's what i've also stepped to truly lately and said like hey i want to advocate for you you know because you guys have given us a position to do so so i don't want people to just be able to slander in yeah. some way that they don't understand something because it's very easy to go off some uh -huh. internet simple savvy judgment oh you know a lot of people are in this whole I, I know the Illuminati da 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 blah 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 da. dude save that shit you know what I mean yeah save that shit for your fucking Instagram you know it's, what I mean? right. there, it's, it's like, weird there's like a divide um, they talk about it you know, like soups versus stoners you know and it's like there's hemp versus cannabis yeah right? there's you know but it like, all like, has to coincide and work together in, we're part of yeah. the moving industry yeah we're all in this together and when we fight amongst ourselves it makes it harder it's to uh, to progress on what yeah. we need to yeah the things we have to think about are, you know there's so many families that are wrecked from me yeah you know, I mean, my family got destroyed. Yeah. And his family got destroyed and saved. It's over 40,000 states and states. Yeah. Not federal, just states. There's over 40,000. Yeah. This is the Lindsay on violent marijuana drug. And I mostly think, people of color. Yeah. And that's what's really a drag. Half, half a million people per year, new cases still as we speak. 
If you'd like to learn more about emerging cannabis technologies, be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to Cannabis Tech Talks. You can pick up the most recent issue of Cannabis and Tech Today on Barnes & Noble newsstands across the country, or grab a copy for free on canatechtoday.com. This podcast is produced in part by Pretty Easy Podcasts. Visit prettyeasypodcast.com if you're looking for professional production quality at an affordable rate. Until next time, stay elevated. Hey, hello, I'm Tommy Chong from Cheech and Chong. Wait, you didn't think people would know who I am? Durachill. Uh, this is Durachill. This is Durachill. This is Durachill. No. Hey, I don't talk like that. You want me to sell this? Buy it. Try Durachill or else. If you want something really nice in your laboratory, buy Durachill. You can't go wrong. This show was produced by Cannabis Tech Today and Pretty Easy Podcasts. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com now if you're looking to get professional production help on your own podcast at an affordable rate. Pretty Easy Podcasts, making podcasting pretty easy.